0: Bibles to 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, ladies, wonderful job singing, and uh, praise the Lord, I pray that our, our heart's desire once we receive Christ as Savior, not to turn back, and uh, boy, oh boy, what, a, what an important truth. Well, praise the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and uh, let's go ahead and stand together, we'll do that in reverence to the Word of God. We're going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And starting with verse number 11. The Bible says, Wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Verse 16, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In verse 18, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's pray. Father, I come to you this morning. I ask you for your help. Father, I pray that each and every heart in this room would be open to receive your word today. I ask that our ears would not, uh, uh, Father, be, be heavy or, Lord, uh, not, not alert, but I, I pray that they'd be ready to receive this. And, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would have uh, just the freedom to do with it as he would. Use it in our hearts as only you can. Father, I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. 1 Thessalonians in chapter number 5, verse number 11 It says, wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. This passage is rich in ways to edify one another. To edify means to build uh, one another up. Uh, The root word there is an edifice. It was a building, a structure. And we as Christians are to help lift or build one another up. Many messages could be preached from this text, and boy, there's so many wonderful things on how to edify and to to build up one another. But today's message will be incredibly simple, and we're going to use verse 18 as our text. It says, In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. On Wednesday nights, the last about six weeks, we've been studying the will of God. We've been going through Romans chapter 12 and 13 and 14 and talking about what the will of God is for a life. And as I was studying that, this thought came to mind this week. And the Bible tells us in verse number 18 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we are to give thanks in everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. And, and boy, that touched my heart. And boy, I got to thinking about that. and um, Looking at our world today, looking at our culture, my culture, the society I live in, um, it's amazing how being thankful is almost a lost art. Um, we seemingly have almost lost the ability to be thankful. And I'll be very honest with you this morning, it's hurting us. It's hurting us badly. And today I want to take some time and I want to look at this thought and, and uh, try to just work our way around it, look at it from a few different angles, and I hope that it'll touch your heart. You see, in our culture today, we are very quick to complain, to cut, and to criticize. Amen? Yes? But when's the last time we truly looked at someone and found something that we could be thankful for? And I will say this, it is there. I I know some of you say, oh, you, you don't know the woman I'm married to. I know, but if you look long enough, you'll find something to be thankful for. And you can find something about pretty much anybody to sincerely and honestly be thankful for. I'm not talking about lip service today. We got a lot of lip service, okay? You know, we, we teach our kids to say thanks. But there's a whole difference between saying thanks and being thankful, amen? A big difference. And the Bible here, when it says in everything, give thanks, it's talking about a spirit that, that says it, not about a mouth that speaks it. And I want you to understand that Well, we need to be a thankful people. But when I will say this, when we learn to be thankful, we learn to appreciate. And when we learn to appreciate, we learn to anticipate being around that individual. And when we learn to anticipate, we learn to be a partaker of their lives. And it all, in my mind, begins with thankfulness. And I want to challenge you with some thoughts today. I'm going to jump microphones here, and we'll dive into the service. I'm going to give you three things or three areas in our lives that we must be thankful for, and really, they, they, they really go without saying, but folks, I'm afraid that they have gone without saying. I'm afraid in many of our lives that, yes, we, we know we're supposed to be thankful, and we know we're supposed to live in a manner that bespeaks that, but we don't, and so yes, The message today, really, it's incredibly simple. There's really not going to be anything more complicated being said today than to be thankful. But it's something I believe in our hearts we really need to grasp. And in our hearts, it's something we need to implement. And in our lives, it's something that needs to be shown that we are a thankful people. And I would just challenge you as we talk about this today to grasp hold of that. Number one, and of course, most importantly, is we need to learn to be thankful to God. Be thankful to God. Let me say this. I'm going to use the word to a lot instead of for. A lot of people say, well, I'm thankful for my wife. Has she ever heard you say it? I want you to be thankful to your wife. And so today, I'm not saying be thankful for your God. I'm telling you to be thankful to your God. Do you understand the simplicity there? But it's a big difference, is it not? Yeah? In Psalm chapter 100, and verse 4, the Bible tells us, it says, enter into his gates, with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. The Bible says that when we come into the presence of God, he wants us to do it with an attitude of thankfulness or thanksgiving. You go over to the Lord's Prayer in Matthew in chapter 6 and verse 9, and it starts out, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Or holy is thy name. God says, I want you to respect and honor and be thankful for who I am in your life. I got to thinking about this last night and putting some finishing touches together. And i got to be honest with you, I almost didn't get off point one. It's so good. See, we should thank God and take a moment and thank God for who He is and for what He's done and for what will come. Man, you begin to think about who God is and what He's done in our lives, you ought to begin to rejoice. I mean, folks, just to look at who God is, is incredible. And, and again, last night in my office, I just began to, to write down some things as I was thinking about this, and I've been meditating on it for a few days and praying over it, and, and, and I just, I, in my own life, I looked at it, and I thought, when's the last time I thank God for my salvation? When's the last time I thank God for my hope? When's the last time I thank God for my joy and my happiness and my peace and my love? When's the last time I thank God for my redemption and my justification and my propitiation? And yes, those are all real words. I'm not making them up. And my reconciliation. When's the last time I thank God for my eternal security? When's the last time I thank God for my Savior? When I thank God for His Holy Spirit? When I thank God for being the great three in one? When's the last time I thank God and praised Him for who He is? We have a mighty God. We sang it a few moments ago. What a mighty God we serve. But when's the last time from our lips and from our hearts God heard it? When's the last time we entered into his courts with thanksgiving? When's the last time we came into God's presence praising his holy name? Many of us, we come into God's presence complaining, do we not? Boy, God, why did you allow that in my life? Oh, God, why don't you do this for me? Or God, why don't you take care of me? And God says, why don't you come into my court? And in my presence with thankfulness. Why don't we thank God for who He is? Why don't we thank God for what He's doing in our lives? When's the last time you thank God for your health? How many of you are thankful that you got some health today? That you could come into this auditorium? You're not in some hospital bed somewhere, you're not laid up, you had the ability to get in here. When's the last time you thank God for your home? With or without air conditioning? When's the last time you thank God for your family, your spouse, your children? When's the last time you thank God for your food? I know we pray over it, right? You know, God, thank you for this food. Amen. But when's the last time you thank God for it and you truly meant it? When's the last time you thank God for your job? When's the last time you thank God for your country, the greatest nation in the world? Amen. We're blessed. I wake up today and I knew that I had the blessed freedoms to come to church and and to worship and to praise God and to lift my voice in song and to get behind a pulpit and preach without fear of persecution. When's the last time we thank God for our country? When's the last time we thank God for our church? When's the last time we thank God for our friends? When's the last time we thank God for our in-laws? I've gone too far, haven't I? I'll back it up. Now, but folks, when's the last time we we thank God for what He's done in our lives? God's done some wonderful things. He's provided in some incredible ways, and yet I look at our lives, and so many times in our lives, we're critical and we're angry and we're bitter, and, and, and we're just forgetting we ought to be thankful. Man, why don't we come into God's presence and say, God, thank you, thank you that I have the ability to kneel down or to sit and pray. Thank you, God, that I have the ability to open up the word of God and that it's perfect and that it's complete and that it's whole and it's in my hands. God, thank you that I have a place to worship. God, thank you that I have a place to serve. God, thank you. And, and folks, I look at our lives and so many times we are defined not by our thankful spirit, but by our complaining spirit. And we, 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 we gripe about this, and we gripe about that, we say, oh, oh but, but, but but I don't like that, and I don't like this, and I don't like how God's doing it. Be thankful. Be thankful. Last night, and I won't go through them, but I just sat down and I began to, to go through the books of the Bible and thank God for what He is. I mean, you start out in Genesis, and He's our Creator. And you get all the way to Revelation, and He's the finisher, Amen. I mean, folks, in between there's some incredible things. I went through the whole Old testament Testament in just a few minutes, just, just wrote things out that I'm thankful to God for. God is incredible. And yet, when's the last time we thanked Him? Be thankful to God. When's the last time God heard something from your lips that was appreciative? For many of us, we just go to God. And we, we do. The Bible tells us, cast all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. God can take a lot. David says in Psalms that he poured out his complaint before God. God can handle our problems. God can handle our difficulties. But I'll tell you this right now. God would love to hear us thank him for some things in our lives. And today I just encourage you, be thankful to God. Be thankful to God. You say, oh, pastor, I, I, I am. When's the last time? Go in your mind and practically look at your life. And when's the last time you truly had an appreciative spirit towards God that came out your mouth, and you said, thank you, God, for this in my life? For some of us, it's been a long time. Number one this morning, we need to be thankful to God. When's the last time you thank God for heaven? I said, we ought to thank him for the things to come. When's the last time you thank God for the fact that one day you'll see your Savior? You'll see your friends who've gone on before you. When's the last time you thank God that you'll live forever in a place with no more sin, no more death, no more heartache, no more cancer, no more phone calls in the middle of the night, no more tears? When's the last time? I mean, folks again, think about that. Do you understand in heaven you're not going to have to get woken up at three a m and somebody somebody that you love, somebody that you care for, maybe a family member is being rushed to the hospital and you got to get out of bed and you get changed and you rush in heaven? we don't have to worry about that. When's the last time we thank God for that, man, what a blessing. What a blessing the Lord has given to us and folks we ought to be so thankful to him. You see the early Christians, the early church was defined not by their bitter spirit, but by their overwhelming, joyful spirit that just praised God in the midst of persecution, in the midst of struggles, in the midst of martyrdom, they would praise God and thank Him for what He'd done. They would thank God for the opportunity to die for Him. Publicly, they would testify that they were thankful that they could shed their blood for their Savior. Why? Why? Because of who he was to them. For what he had done. And for what would come. And my friend today, I look at that and I I just, I want to beg you. Are we thankful to God? In Christianity today, we're failing. We ought to be thankful to God. Number two, I want to say this. Let's learn to be thankful for our families. Let's learn to be thankful for our families. When's the last time, husband, you said thank you to your wife? and it wasn't sarcastic. When's the last time, dads, that you said thank you to your kids? See, let's learn to be thankful at home. Next Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, is Father's Day. Yeah, I should have done this for Mother's Day. Women remember that, men don't. But if you're married to a good man, ladies, be thankful. I know he's not perfect, okay? My wife's married to a very imperfect man. I know that. But ladies, if you're married to a good man, be thankful. Be thankful for that. Maybe appreciate, if you appreciate him, he might do better. I'm serious. Boy, some of you say, oh, no, 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 you don't understand the big jerk I married. Don't, Don't criticize your husband. Amen? You're the one who picked him. Be thankful for him. Guys, be thankful for your wife. Too many times at home, we major on the minors. Do you know that? We get, we get caught up in things that don't matter. You know, we, we can, I, can I tell you this? Burnt toast isn't going to ruin your life. You know, but doesn't it ruin the day? I mean, we, we oh my word, we, we major on this minor issue. It's, it's not a big deal. The kids getting up before we want them to. Yeah? My girls, my daughter was up at 6.45 this morning. God love her. She was up. She wasn't going back to sleep. But folks, when's was the last time we were thankful for them? Again, we get so caught up in, oh, I just can't. Uh, uh, if she'd treat me better, he'd do more for me. Or, or if my kids were, just be thankful for what you got. If God's blessed you with something, man, be thankful for it. Be thankful for your family. Logan, hey, Logan, put those down, okay? All right, very good, buddy. He's competing with me today. That's unfair. But, folks, we've got to be thankful. When's the last time from your lips your family heard, I'm thankful for you? I mean, think about it. Parents, your kids really could use that. See, young people, you know what they need? They need some affirmation. And do you know where they're going to get that affirmation if you don't get it to them? Whoever offers it. I'm going to tell you right now. And parents, we got to learn to give our kids some affirmation. I'm not, again, I'm not telling you to be insincere today. I'm not telling you, to, oh, oh you're, you're this and you're that, when they're not, all right? But you can find something to be genuinely thankful for in anybody. I promise you that. And, folks, today we need to start looking for it. Too many of us are caught up in our way of life, and we got to get out of our rut, and we got to get out of our, 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 our narrow-mindedness, and we got to look at the people God's placed in our lives, and we got to be thankful for them. Man, i got to tell you, I'm thankful when I go home and my wife has dinner ready for me. i got to tell you, I am so glad I don't have to cook my dinner. You, Most of you know this, I am a terrible cook. I would be a lot skinnier today if I had to cook my meals. And I'm thankful that she prepares them. I'm thankful she takes the time to do that. But you know what I need to do? I need to make sure she hears it from me. Too many of us have said, well, well, I appreciate that. Good, tell them. Tell them. Man, let them hear it from you. You say, well, well I, 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 I wouldn't want them to get a big head. Give them a big head, amen? I mean, make them think that you genuinely appreciate them. Folks, we have lost this. And, and again, I, I, it bothers me because I look at our culture and we're just unthankful. We, 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 just, we look at everything and we gripe and we complain and we tear it down and we criticize and we just, we just try to throw everything out and say, well, if I had it better. You don't. You got it the way you got it and it's good. So appreciate it. Be thankful that your children want to talk to you be thankful that they want dad to play games with them be thankful moms and dads school's out but that they're asking for help on their homework be thankful they want you to, to teach them how to drive folks you say well well these things these and yeah, I just no be thankful did you know that teaching your child to drive is a bonding experience? <laughs> I remember the first time I went out driving with my father. It was in a 49 Ford that my dad had. And Terry, you know exactly which vehicle I'm talking about. And that thing, it had a clutch. I'm not sure why the clutch was in it. But it had this clutch. And you pushed, to push the clutch down, you needed about 412 pounds of weight. And so you'd push this thing down, and the clutch would not engage until you had it about a quarter of an inch from the end, all right? And i have never driven anything in my life before outside of a riding lawnmower. Now, I'm out in this vehicle, and this was when they were putting the Highway 18 bypass in going up uh, past Marquette up towards Monona, and it was all gravel at that point. And Dad took me down there and got out and said, okay, now, son, you're going to drive. Help us, amen? So I thought, well, <laughs> all right. Now, he keeps, dad kept saying, now, now, be easy on the clutch. About three minutes later, I was still allowing the clutch to go out. And you know what happened. I killed it, right? And my father, he's a patient, long-suffering, he's not, okay? My dad has no patience, none at all. Oh, come on, give it some gas. Now, mind you, I'd never driven a vehicle before. So the next time, I killed it. Oh my word, Andy, give it some gas. He said to. <laughs> and I let that clutch out, and that 49 Ford began to fishtail all over that brand new gravel. <laughs> he was screaming. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was just. <gasps> <gasps> Probably about 10 seconds later, it seemed like two hours, I stopped it. You know, and again, I've never driven before. He's screaming, brake, brake. I'm on the gas, you know. It was a bonding experience for my father and I. We became very close that day. But folks, be thankful. You see... You know, we, we, we want the big, glitzy, glamorous, oh, we want to go on the $10,000 vacation, we want the big wedding, we want this, we want that, we want the expensive... Man, it's the little things in life that if you can learn to appreciate them and be thankful for them and be thankful to that person, it makes a huge difference. Man, you can look back with fondness and you can look back with joy and you can rejoice that you had that opportunity to do that together. And folks, i got to tell you today, number one, we got to be thankful to our God. We must praise Him. But secondly, let's be thankful to our families. It's sad, but folks, our families, our homes are under attack today. Man, husband and wife marriage is being attacked Our young people, they don't think it takes a mom and a dad to raise a kid anymore. They think it takes a village to raise a child. You've heard that. And our families are trying to be torn apart by our culture and by our society. And I'm telling you here today that if we just learn to be thankful for one another and appreciate one another, God put everything you need to have a successful home in the marriage right from the get-go. When you said, for better or worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and health, forsaking all others, so long as you both shall live, God gave you the ability to have the marriage you ought to have. And he gave you the ability to have the kids you should have. You say, well, well, well you know, I, I, I'm not the perfect, I, 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 I'm just not that person, I don't have that. Yes, you do. I didn't have the perfect upbringing. That's okay. God will fill in the gaps. Folks, what I'm trying to get you at is, see, we need to learn to be thankful for one another and then thankful to each other. Thirdly, this morning, let's learn to be thankful at church. Be thankful for those who labor. Man, yesterday we had some guys out here, and it was hot, wasn't it, gentlemen? Man, Brother George was up on the roof, Brother Roger, Brother Faulkner. You ought to all work with Brother Faulkner one time, and then you'd be done. Brother Gerlock was out there, Randall Schrick was out there, Brother Jesse, my brother, my father, my boy, and James and Peter Schrick were out there helping, little Laura Timmerman was out there having a big time, she was the supervisor, she ran the whole kit and caboodle, amen, she was the only cute one in the whole bunch, but, but we need to learn to be thankful for that. We need to be thankful for those who labor. We need to be thankful for those who give their time. We need to learn to be thankful. You know, Robin Bontrager, for, for the 12 and a half years I've been here, she has come in faithfully every week. She's cleaned the bathrooms, and she does the bulletins. Now, I know we all complain when there's a typo in the bulletin, right? That's the only time Robin ever hears anything about the bulletin. But folks, for 12 and a half years, she has driven in faithfully. She's dragged her daughters, and they love it. Amen? And and, and she's now she's dragging her daughter's boyfriend. It's great. Finally getting some work out of Daniel. We didn't think it was possible, but it's happening. And uh, no praise. But folks, it's a, see, we forget to be thankful. People invest time. People put in labor. Came out yesterday after the workday was done, and we were spent, man. We were tired. We were hot. We were exhausted. Standing up on on top of tin on a hot day, it ain't the smartest thing I've ever done. It was hot. And boy, I got down here about 3.30, 4 o'clock. I walk in the church, and there are Jim and Mary Alec like, cleaning the church and getting it ready for today and taking care of things. And that's a blessing. And those people need to hear, thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for taking the time. John and Laura Moore come in faithfully every week, and they vacuum out the, the auditorium. And people need to hear, thank you. And they need to hear it from a sincere heart, from someone who's appreciative of what they're doing. You know, when's the last time you thanked God for the organ player of our church? When's the last time you thank God for the piano players? When's the last time you thank God for the deacons? Woo! Amen, that was a deacon. When's the last time you thank God for the PA guys? You know, there are fellas up there that keep turning me down. I say, Turn me up, and they turn. They're doing that because they love you guys. They want your eardrums to one day. I mean, folks, the, you see, but, 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 but anybody could do that. I know, but they're the ones doing it. You see, folks, if nobody did anything, nothing would get done, even though everybody could do it. Do you understand that? And we need to be thankful for those who are laboring. They may not be laboring in a position of great prominence. They may not, may not be laboring in a position that has great influence, but they're laboring, and we need to learn to be thankful for that. Learn to be thankful for those who sing the specials. Learn to be thankful for the song leader. Learn to be thankful for our choir. Learn to be thankful for the person sitting next to you. Learn to be thankful for the person sitting in front of you and blocking your view. Yeah? Learn to be thankful for those people. Folks, again, we, we, we just... We just Oh, well, so-and-so stole my seat. Thank God they came to church. Be thankful to them. But, but you don't understand. I've sat in that seat for 47 years, and I've kept that thing warm, and it's mine. Be thankful they came to church. Be thankful for that, and be thankful to them. Say, hey, brother, it's good to see you today, and if you ever steal my seat again, I will personally move you. But I'm thankful you're here today. Be thankful. And again, folks, you say, oh, pastor, it's such a simple sermon. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, we are told it is the will of God. And in verse number 11, we are told it is how we build one another up. I want to build my fellow Christian up. How do I do it? I'm thankful to him. Man, on Friday night, one of the fellows, Larry, came out and cooked a big old ham dinner for us all. Be thankful for it. Be thankful for it. Folks, we get so caught up in our own lives, we just, we just glaze over. Be thankful for those who labor in the church and in the ministries of it. Just be thankful. I, 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 there's so much I want to say. But folks, I just beg you to understand. We have things so good. Man, if you're born again by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're going to heaven because you accepted Christ you have nothing to complain about nothing nothing I mean just be thankful just praise God just appreciate it you say well my life isn't going how I want it to go well welcome to the club just be thankful And, folks, I just want to challenge you today. I want to beg you today to be thankful. Don't worry, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. But be thankful to God. Is God hearing it from your mouth, from your lips? Is your wife, are your kids hearing you? Be thankful. Is your church family? When's the last time you walked across it? You know, yesterday we were all working out there and it was blazing hot. And Ron Beckwar, he can't get up on the roof. We tried. But he dropped off three twelve packs of soda for us. We were thankful. We were, Ron, we were toasting you with our cans of soda. Be thankful. You say, well, 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 well it wasn't a big deal. It was when you were roasting to death. Folks, when somebody takes the time to do something right, notice it. Notice it. You say, well, God keeps perfect records. But the Apostle Paul, and again, I had so many scriptures I wrote down. The Apostle Paul said, I thank my God for you all. He said, I thank God for you, Mike Reed. I thank God for you, Matt Vennett. I thank God for you, Dan Fernberg. I thank God for you, Leo Gerlach. I thank God for you, George Shrick. I thank God for you, Roger Tim, I thank God for you, Kenny Farron. I thank God for you, Drake. See, God says... Paul said, I thank God for you all. He said, I love, you read the epistles of Paul. And do you know what he does at almost the end of every single epistle? He writes down certain people's name and mentions them and says, I commend this person. I'm thankful for this person. This man or this woman has been faithful. They have served God. They are, why did Paul do that? Because Paul was thankful for them. And he said, I'm going to take the time to notice what you're doing. And Christian, today, I just want to challenge you. Be thankful. Be thankful. You say, Pastor, I I struggle with that. We all do. In the heart of flesh, in the heart of man, we have a tendency to just look at the wrong side of things. We like to be contrary. But my friend, the born-again child of God we ought not to look at everybody's weaknesses. And by the way, you say, well, well, Pastor, I-, I just automatically look at person's negative side. I know you do. So do I. But by the grace of God, I'm going to try to find something positive about them. And I'm going to thank God for it. And I'm going to thank them for it. And my friend, I challenge you with that thought today. Let me close by just saying if you are here this morning and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're missing out on the greatest blessing God ever had. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was sent by His Father to die on the cross of Calvary for our sin. Jesus lived for 33 years. He lived a sinless, perfect life. And He died on the cross of Calvary to be our sacrifice. He died in my place. And this morning, if you're here and you're without Christ... You say, well, I'm a good person. I'm glad. You say, I'm religious. I'm I, Praise the Lord. That's good. But if you've never accepted Christ, you're not a child of God. And friend, if you're here this morning, you're sitting out here listening, the greatest thing you could do today, and the greatest thing I have to be thankful for in my life is about 27 years ago, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. From that day till this, I've always been a child of God. Sometimes I've erred and gotten a little bit on the black sheep side, but I've gotten some things right and repented and, and gotten things straight in my life. But I've been a child of God. This morning, if you're without Christ or in the invitation, would you just please come down front and get my attention, and again, many others will come to pray. But if you're without Christ, make sure you have that taken care of. And Christian, could I challenge you Be thankful. Be thankful. We're missing that. You say, well, well, Pastor, it's hard for me. No, it's hard for us all. We're by nature grumps. But God said, I want you to be thankful. He says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I challenge you with that thought. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Something ...on your heart. Let me encourage you to come to the altar and take it up with Him. I would just beg you to do that. That's what this altar is here for. As the instruments begin to play, if the Lord's laid something on your heart, you come forward. Folks, let me invite you back this afternoon at 3 o'clock for Luke Brahms Eagle Scout ceremony. And uh, praise the Lord for that. And then be back in your places tonight at 7 p.m. I want you to be here. i got a message that I'll be preaching that uh, well, I've been praying a lot about. And So you come on out this Sunday evening for our service. But praise the Lord, folks. Good to see you today. And uh, have a wonderful afternoon. Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Juan,